How would you make a hormone? Don't pay her. Sorry. That's a silly joke. But in this podcast, I introduce you to an awesome bloke. He's on a mission to help you be the best you can be. Are you a man who's tired or always needs a wee? And can you still get wood? Can you still get morning 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 wood? Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I talk to bloke CEO Joshua Whalen about what he's doing to help other dads be the best men they can be. So, so Josh, when did you become a dad? Wow. Uh, let's see. My daughter is five and a half. Uh, Lenny is, so she would have been, what's that? Is that 2018? Yeah. So 2018, uh, December, it was one of the gnarliest moments of my life. I, I, my wife and I, we joke about it. I was playing on repeat numerous, numerous times in the day. One more night by Phil Collins, because I was so worried about losing <laughs> my sleep. And then all of a sudden my daughter yeah. came and I'm like, holy moly, like I want to sleep with her on my chest, this little special gift. And, uh, you know, how can I be so fortunate and lucky to be part of that? It is quite, yeah, I don't think, I don't think anyone can really prepare you for being a parent. I just don't think anything, uh, it, it, it's the one thing that kind of trumps everything else you've done, certainly for me anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, man, like I... I remember people giving like, you know, one off advice. I I never read a book on being a father. I never, um, I wasn't like that studious about it. I was more like, I think my instincts are going to kick in and that innate ability is going to allow me to be a, a good dad. I've been around good dads. I, I obviously we're, we're all kids at one point. So we know how we like to be treated. And, uh, that certainly happened. It was that, that just instinct that kicked in and, and then you just realize like how, you know, how could something happen so quickly that you can love so much? Because that, that just hit me, you know, like a freight train. I was like, wow, this is just a game changer. I think, yeah, I think for a lot of men who, are, who, who aren't overly emotional, it can be quite a shock. How they suddenly were like, I'm suddenly like much more emotional than I realized um, I could be. Um, I mean, we've got, I've got three and I remember, so I, I first became a dad in 2012 and and our daughter and yeah it is it is the most overwhelming I mean, it's it's the only thing in life you can't be cynical about i think you get into your 30s and 40s you're quite cynical about lots of things not when it comes to your kids um, no 100 percent. and 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 i've never wanted something more to win or be successful or not have uh you know struggle struggles part of life so that's going to happen but but you know i'll take all of that for them but, yeah. but you know when you see that happening to them it's such a different uh, it's hard it it's is. really hard it's harder than yeah, it, yeah it, is, it is when your kids having you know if your kids have a tough time at school it's yeah it, it, it it's the worst feeling and as you said you kind of got to let them find their own way if you're if you're kind of you know clearing the path for them you're probably not you're probably doing them a bit of a disservice holy man i couldn't agree more I, I I'm I'm with you. I have I have double trouble. So my son was born three years later. We named him Rowdy, and uh, 
at first we were like, oh, we're in the clear. We 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 named him and he's not holding up to his name. And now this little linebacker fullback is just a, awesome. a, a we we call him meat stick because he's he's a big kid for his age and he he just runs into everything. He's he's a he's a beautiful kid. So I saw from your your bio, I think you played rugby for Chicago um, Lions. Is Lions. That right? Yeah, I played rugby all through college, undergrad. And then I moved to Chicago to pay, play for the Chicago Lions. I went to school at University of Northern Iowa, small town, Cedar Falls, Iowa. We happened to just have a really stellar rugby program in the States and, uh, you know, made it to nationals. We're always in the top, you know, four or five in the country in our division. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough that, you know, I was good enough to take it to another level. And at the time in the United States, we had our highest level was Super League. Okay. Now they just established Major League Rugby, but uh, but that was the highest at the time, and it was a it was a really it was a great stepping off point going from college to Chicago, which is an amazing city, and then just having a, an instant community uh, that was you know pretty much laser focused with us, you know. So uh, yeah, it was a great time, man. I think America, one of those, if America end ever kind of gets if rugby gets excited, kind of taken on in the same way that say. American football or basketball, it could be huge. It could be a America could instantly become like a top four national rugby team. It you know just if yeah. that were to happen, I, I I wish you know selfishly, I would love to see it because I think I think we have some amazing athletes, um, and and I just you know even to this day, there's only a handful of sports that I watch. Uh, one because I'm busy, two because I have kids, but. I, I love, you know, MMA. Uh, I love watching rugby and I love watching wrestling because I wrestled for many years okay. of my life. But um, but selfishly, I love to see that sport take off. And I because uh, I think it's so fun to watch and it, it's a, it's a fan sport. They give a lot back to the community. It's, it's exciting. You know, it's really interesting to see somebody like Messi coming over to Miami yeah, and and seeing the ripple effect that it had, I almost feel like we got to poach, you know, like a a big name from England or you know South Africa. Or, yeah, yeah, it's but a, it, something like that would make a big difference. What position did you play? Uh, early on, I was I was twelve. I was an in center, and then okay. I, I I shifted, you know, depending on the team we were playing, from six and twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I played hooker for years, and I I. I, I, I do miss it. I do. I mean, and actually whenever like the Six Nations comes up, which is like the, the, the sort of yeah. European tournament, I'm always a bit, I do miss it. But I just, the size of the guys now, it's just, it's, it's gone up. Yeah. The the conditioning and nutrition, they're all, you know, the centers look like hookers and uh, it's, it's a different sport. But the what? so yeah, they've got the World Cup coming up in September, which will be interesting. Where's the World Cup at this year? um it's in uh it's in france okay and i think it's going to be very interesting because i think actually ireland are ranked like it's for the first time ever that new zealand and south africa aren't ranked one and two crazy my my family's scottish so i'm scotland are a very difficult team to support because it's just it's the hope that kills they just up and down. They always promise so much <laughs> yeah. and you just um but no i think you've got ireland it's in it's France's to lose. France are ranked second in the world at the moment. And, and home turf. And it's home turf. But then you can never write off the All Blacks or the Springboks or the Australians. Um, it's a very open competition 
for the it's good, could be good. Um, but there are a That's... number of American players actually been featuring in sort of you know um, Premiership U, UK Premiership sides. Um, I just think with the NFL, if you know, if he, if America ever goes right, let's let's take this seriously. It, it it could be huge. It'd be terrifying for the other teams if you look at just some of the guys in the in the NFL. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. One of the things that USA Rugby has not been able to get their shit together ever since I've been around it, and they're still they're still like from a from a top down perspective. And you would think like, how has USA Rugby one not gotten some type of funding to really support it in the way it needs to be? Um, and 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 it's good to see this MLR starting to take off. I don't know if it's profitable or not, but like, how in the world have they not developed feeder programs for? you know, guys who may be on the fringe of being an NFL yeah. caliber athlete, but they didn't make it or even baseball. I mean, there's some stud athletes there. There's some stud athletes in, in basketball, lacrosse. Like there's so many crossover yeah. sports. I think the, I think the issue is like, we haven't really established a young enough generation where there can be these feeder programs. And we're just now starting to do that. Like, for example, I my my brother-in-law was an all-American rugby player. He played with me at the Chicago Lions. Um lives in Denver. Denver's got a a busting out of the scene youth rugby program. And there's some really good athletes coming out of it. My nephew has been playing since he was 5, 6 years old. And now seeing those kids come out of it, they're going to be high caliber athletes, high caliber rugby players, you know, getting onto the scene, like at an early age. And so I think once USA figures out like that's part yeah. of the secret sauce, you're right. then maybe it's going to attract more talent um, and maybe more money will be part of it. I hope. Yeah. I, I, I could see that happening. Um, so anyway, sort of segueing in, tell me a bit about you and your business and just a bit more about you really. Yeah. I, I've been, uh, uh, like I said, a dad been married for eight years. Uh, army brat. My dad was in the army for 22 years. Um, I've been an entrepreneur in healthcare for the last 15 years. So I got my start with a probably, arguably the the one or two biggest med device companies in the world. One is the company I worked for is called Stryker. Uh, so I was pushing metal or orthopedic implants, spine, and you know, I worked was was with those guys for about four or five years, and then I split off and became an entrepreneur ever since. And uh, I've owned and operated everything from compounding pharmacies to diagnostic labs to regenerative medicine, or the buzzword is stem cells. I've, I've I've done a lot within the space, and this is my 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 newest venture, and and probably the venture I'm I'm most excited about because, you know, it's it's not only is it uh, a fun business to be part of and changing lives. But it's stuff I use on a daily basis, and, okay. and it's changed my life. And you know, a lot of this business was born out of my personal struggles with two things: one, my my hormones, which I think are the most important chemical messengers in our body. Whether you're talking weight, sex, drive, physically, mentally, yeah. um, and then just what I consider a broken healthcare system. Uh, every country has its flaws when it comes to healthcare. But the one thing that the United States has absolutely done a poor job at is preventative and proactive care. And that's why you see we have some of the highest opiate uh, rates, you know, use or consumption. Uh, you see us having some of the highest obesity rates with 70% of the country being overweight or obese. 
Um, so we failed, and 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 I think we are inserting ourselves into this this whole uh, you know paradigm as somebody that's very active and you know when it comes to preventative and proactive care for men and women. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think. Do you think? Do you think the solution comes in things of like supplements or just more education or? If it was up to you, how would you fix, how would you improve the health of Americans? It's a very complex issue. Um, and there's so many ways to attack it. You know, I, I think we have, if you know, part of my language, a fucked up system from the time kids are coming out of the womb to, you know, our, our food pyramids to... Mm. Uh, are, are, you know, are things around us, whether it's cell phone, whether it's Wi-Fi, whether it's poor food choices, lifestyle. Um, but in, in, in our model itself, it's, it's owning your journey in health and, and, and not maybe falling towards, you know, the, the bad choices, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a complex issue. There's so many ways to attack it, but, you know, you look at, when processed foods became on the scenes, that's when you started seeing obesity rates come up. So I think, you know, as, as a patient, as a consumer, you really have to own that journey and, and owning your lifestyle, owning nutrition, owning the supplements you take. And then if it's more than that, then, then we really come into play. Yeah, I think you're right. I think certainly just the amount of sugar and salt in our food is startling. Um, and I think if you can, I mean, the, the, you know, they say sort of sugar is more addictive than cocaine. You know, it's yeah. it's the amount of sugar just naturally in your food. If you were to, if you were to go and buy a you know a microwave or pizza, it's just we're, and we're so used to it. We're so used to, you know, we ha I, I I have way too much salt because I'm just used to probably too much salt. And I think get, getting back to I think your diet is a massive massive player, and I think that's why a lot of people struggle to either lose weight or to get into shape because they're like well i'm training i'm i mean i'm doing what I'm, I'm i'm getting in the gym i'm exercising i'm but i'm not it's like your food's or your food's bad you know or your portion control's bad or i mean i found i've started um doing a bit of intermittent fasting i tend to i don't really eat until about 11 12 and just doing that and actually not really working you know i, I i'm still having drinking still having beers and I, I must have must have lost four kilograms by not wow. even trying, just because yeah. I finish I stop eating at about seven eight o'clock and then I don't eat till the midday next day, and actually I'm not it's not really a major it doesn't bother me, but I'm like that's amazing. Yeah, yeah I think that's I, I I think the the thing that happens when you're doing that is you're you have so much control in that time period. And so much about your diet is, you know, about managing calories, whether they're good calories or bad calories up to you, but are you managing your caloric intake and, you know, are you getting enough protein? If, if you're very focused on that, that window, when you're eating, you're likely going to have a plan going into it. Yeah. Um, and if you can, if you can, uh, I, I can tell you, I, I do something very similar and I notice that my energy is so much better throughout the day when I do that as well, which is important for me. Like I'll, I'll work out in the morning before I'm even eating anything. And I tend to have more energy throughout the yeah. day, but smaller lunch, bigger dinner. But I'm also very mindful of my portion controls. I'm also very mindful of my caloric intake. And just that alone has allowed me to lose weight and have more energy throughout the day. Yeah. Just 
excuse my ignorance. What do you, what, what do you mean by caloric intake? Just I, how many how many calories you're consuming ah, okay, in a day? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think, but it, it's. I think something as basic as intermittent fasting can change your balance, your relationship with food. You're kind of like I, I'm. Le- I feel less bothered. I, I I don't eat. I don't lay. I don't eat lazily. I don't just eat and and I start thinking about. Yeah, I think a lot of it is getting more protein, more meat, more eggs, more but good, you know, good quality stuff. Um, yeah, we and- we preach we preach every day protein. I mean, it's it is it is the to me it's 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 the gem of like your diet because you you know first of all most people don't get enough protein in their daily consumption just through just through food. You have to supplement with it, but it's great for maintaining weight. And, and 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 a healthy life it's great for losing weight and maintaining a healthy life it's great for bulking and putting on weight if you, if that's part of your goal because people don't realize that the the satiety effect of protein if you're getting enough protein in your diet you're likely not going to be hungry throughout the day yeah. and it reduces your cravings it reduces your appetite and it's very easy to do it's it's not a very expensive thing um and for me if i'm you know, focus on my, my daily diet throughout the day, plus maybe a, a scoop or two of protein throughout the day, I know I'm going to get pretty dang close to my, my protein intake. Yeah. I think especially is, I mean, I'm, I'll be 47 um, in, in next week. And I think certainly as you're getting older, um, I, I have to really think about working out and doing, you know, to sort of like lifting more weights. I also, I, I train and coach Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, nice. And just the, I have to do a lot of stuff that I didn't have to do to make sure that I don't pick up the injuries. And um, yeah, it's not nearly as hard. The idea of sorting out your nutrition is bigger than actually, it's not a big problem. And then once you think, right, well, I need, this is what I order food wise. I do it every week. It becomes, it's actually much easier. It's quite, you know, it's, it's liberating, I think. Yeah, I think um, the more people can get in a routine and the more people can pre-plan their meals, the the, the more successful they're going to be. And, um, you know, I mean, we make, what, three, 4,000 decisions in a day. If you can eliminate a big portion of decisions, which is your food, uh, you, you know, and plan it out ahead, you're going to be so much more successful. Yeah. So your, um, tell me how your business started. Yeah, well... You know, my my business started out of my personal struggles with with the system and and hormones. And my wife came to me one day and basically said, "I'm going to divorce you if you don't get your shit together." And wow. and for for me, that what was a statement. A, oh, it was it was real too. It was not it was not one or two threats. It was hundreds. And I finally realized that she was pretty damn serious about it. And you know, COVID had hit at the same time. So it was kind of a perfect storm for me to finally slow down and take a look in the mirror and realize I've gained 50 pounds. I had no sex drive. Mentally, I wasn't there. Physically, I wasn't there. I didn't even want to get in the gym, let alone think about it. And uh, I went through the proper channels uh, here in the United States and I went and saw, you know, dozens and dozens of different doctors and they told me to pretty much accept this as my new norm. And that was the light bulb moment because I eventually found care that 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 aligned with optimization and you know getting my 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 stamina my drive my mojo back uh and that was when i figured out like man there's a massive opportunity here and the opportunity was like you know 
giving guys solutions, giving guys solutions to longevity, increase health span, vitality, just feeling better throughout the day. Yeah. And 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 it's sorely lacking. So it wasn't long after that light bulb where I said, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to make it easy. We're going to make it convenient. And we're not going to lose any of the clinical value that you would in a traditional brick and mortar. So fast forward now, almost two years, we're in all 50 states. We're growing like weeds. You know, we have thousands of patients, both on the male and the female side. And we really focus on three big buckets. And and one is deep dive labs. So when we run labs, we run larger comprehensive panels. We focus a lot on hormones because we think hormones are the most important chemical messengers in the body, whether it's sex drive, whether it's weight, whether it's mental, whether it's stress, anxiety, depression, all your hormones are playing a major role in that. And then we deal with these really fun things called peptides, which are short chains of amino acids. So basically if someone wants to, so if a man is struggling with his mental health or his sex drive or his nutrition, you, that's where you come in and help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, every patient that comes through our door will get assigned a health coach and we'll have a, a provider, a practitioner, somebody who can prescribe medications if that comes into play. But we, we will dig down through those labs to, to find out, you know, where you're deficient in certain nutrients, uh, vitamins, um, you know, whether supplementation is something that is key. Most of the time patients come to us and they have no idea how to even properly form their supplement regimen, which I have a love hate relationship with supplements because I think it's the wild, wild West. You never know what you're actually getting, but when it's done right. And when it's done with precision, you know, based off of your biomarkers, it can be extremely effective. We had a guy recently, he's actually, he's now a, an, an, an ambassador with us. He, he talks about this openly and it's a great story because for most of his life, including his childhood, he's been on an antidepressant, uh, some type of anxiety medication, and he also battles Tourette's. And for the first time, he went and got labs with us. And just through supplementation, and we call them smart supplements because they are based off your body's biomarkers. We don't, we don't offer anything else. It comes in an individualized pill pack. He has reduced his SSRI count and his psychiatrist is like, dude, what, what is going on? And we found deficiencies that are very easy to point out, whether it's vitamin D, DHEA, yeah. magnesium. What's his, sorry, what's your SSSR count? Uh, so that's that's basically his anxiety medications and depression okay. medications, you know, what which every American seems to be on. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to disclose I've been on antidepressants for five or six years, and I'd love I'd love to not be on antidepressants, but I and it could be I'm very interested because it could be that actually my just I think what, what one thing you said which made me feel it's, it's a bit sad is that you you know when you try to get support from your local medical professional they said you got to live with it which is that's terrible that's like well so basically you created your business because you needed to sell to fix yourself and obviously it's obviously had such a profound effect on you that you're like wow this is i need to do this um, yeah that's amazing i i i, I use the term gaslighting because i think i think patients oftentimes know what is going on in their body if not always the the fact that maybe they can or can't articulate it the right way 
but that's the role of the provider or the practitioner. But I often find that that practitioner is gaslighting or not, you know, spending enough time with that patient to really understand what are the symptoms and where are they really coming from? And then saying, you know, when was the last time you talked to somebody about your diet? When was the last time you looked at supplementation the right way? And I think a lot of it can be solved that way. I think the reality is, and this is where I go down the rabbit hole, is you have big insurance that's involved and it's forced doctors to practice in ways that they typically wouldn't have, or at least what they thought going into med school. It becomes a volume game. So the average primary care doc is spending 12, you know, roughly 12 minutes with their patient. You just can't do a lot in no. 12 minutes. Um, and, you know, and when you, when you start dealing with big pharma and, and, and the, the, the hammer is prescribing medications, the harder way, the, the better solution is talking to them about diet and lifestyle and nutrition, but it's the harder way because yeah. the system is rigged against you when you get paid off of writing the, the system doesn't box. want you to do that. Exactly. The system yeah. does. Cause then, as you said, if, if you suddenly fix yourself and then you kind of think, I'm not going to buy all that crap food, or I'm not going to, yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of, it's a bit of a matrix, isn't it? You're, you're one less person hooked into the, into the matrix and, yeah, no, it, it's fascinating. And I, I mean, I take a I take a multivitamin once a day. I don't really know what's in it. I don't know. And I take it because it, it, I suppose it eases my conscience that, well, at least I'm doing something. But if there was a way of not being on antidepressants and just generally, you know, maybe treating things. I mean, I, I know when I'm stressed because I get eczema. Um, I, my sleep is awful. I get really yeah. bad. I can't sleep because I get restless legs, which apparently mm. is, a, is a magnesium deficiency. I've started, you know, yeah, I, I, and I would, I would imagine certainly in Britain, I don't know that states, I'm probably not, I'm probably quite normal in, in, mm. in sort of, I won't be the only man who, who has this stuff. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, I think what the work you're doing sounds really, really interesting. Well, I, I'll tell you, I think, I, I think the catalyst that put me in this mindset was, was optimizing my testosterone levels. And, and I don't, think we fully have a grasp on how much value a testosterone level is to everything else it's not just a a hormone to get you bigger and and give you sex drive it's so valuable the ripple effect it has for mental health uh drive and stamina i mean the 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 amount of people that we hear from that's like man i i haven't had this appetite to go out and just be successful for years yeah. you know i mean that mental ripple effect plays such well, a huge. role that's the on your psyche right and and it's the same thing with women and and it's amazing to me because it's inexpensive uh it's it's you know the patent that ran out on it years ago but i just don't understand why we haven't wrapped our head around it the way we see it every day in our clinic and you know, obviously that's, that's a, that's a therapy that requires a little bit more thought. It requires medical supervision. It's not a supplement, but the amount of people that are deficient in testosterone from our perspective is astounding. It, to me, it is the epidemic of men. Yeah. I think, I think, I think there is a crisis of masculinity. Absolutely. Um, and as a, as a dad of two boys, I kind of want to do what I can to blaze the trail. So at least it might, be better for them 
what could you for any of the people the people listening what could they what would you advise if someone says right i'm 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 in how can i how can i improve my testosterone what can i do Uh you, you know, the first thing I tell everybody is to be cognizant of your symptoms. You know, are you gaining weight? You know, especially in the belly. Where's your where's your libido at? And be honest. You know, are you waking up super stupid, but are you waking up with morning what? Yeah. Where's your mental drive? Um, so be cognizant of, cognizant of the symptoms and then absolutely be getting as a man especially once you pass the 30 year old mark be getting your blood tested no less than once a year make sure total testosterone is on there make sure free testosterone is on there make sure markers for prostate you know psa is on there so that you can be conscious of your health if you're doing those two things you're going to be ahead of 95 percent of the population yeah you see that and i don't know if that might be just a cultural thing but that that would I would never even have thought of going to my doctor and saying, "Can I have a blood test?" Yeah, and, and, testosterone. and totally. And 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 if nothing else, it's a baseline as you age. Uh, and then if things are off, then you see if they're matching with the symptoms. But outside of that, there's so many things that you could be doing. You could be there's supplementation. You could be you know watching your diet make sure you're getting the the appropriate amount of food the right food whole foods meats uh, that are great for that you know making sure you're getting foods that can help stimulate testosterone making sure you're getting sunshine vitamin d we yeah. know that vitamin d synthesizes the hormone oh man the other two things stress and sleep how is your stress how is your sleep if your sleep is off your testosterone is going to be off if you're stressed your testosterone is going to be off because those play an antagonistic role to optimal hormones yeah what foods contain a, a, nat- a naturally contain high levels of testosterone do foods can contain testosterone yeah. well the, what, what they do is they'll, they'll naturally stimulate the body's production of it and okay. there are there's a lot of foods uh, that do, um, you know, good meats, uh, avocado eggs, uh, if you, if you're getting a good amount of eggs in your diet and that's great for protein. Um, but you, you, there's, there's a whole, it, you could probably just Google like who's that, are, that will help stimulate testosterone. You'll get a whole list of hundreds of them. Yeah. I mean, even just the money I spend on antidepressants a month, if I replace that with what I spend on supplements, so, yeah. so I, I mean, that's, a, that's an obvious thing. I've had to pay for antidepressants for, for, for at least the past seven or eight years. Mm. Okay, it's not a massive expense, but it's probably more than I would spend on supplements. You know, yeah. that, and that's obvious, isn't it? So what, you'd replace that, so you, and you, then you might not need antidepressants because I don't, I don't want to be on them forever. You know, what, I'm yeah. going to be on antidepressants for the rest of my life? That's, that's, and the problem is when I do try and come off them, it's hard it's it's yeah so there has to be another solution and it sounds like the work you're doing has shown there is another way yeah i think i think there's you know i hope that our messaging is you know there there are ways to optimize before you get to an antidepressant um and there there are things that you can be doing to potentially you know, maybe reduce the the level of your dose or maybe come off of it completely. Yeah. But to me, the the genesis or the 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 bedrock to making better decisions are through in-depth blood labs. 
Yeah. I yeah, I I know a couple of guys I train with at jiu-jitsu go and get, do their blood work and I and it's uh, maybe it's not a british thing but I just I'm like I've, I I was like what what do you actually do? And they're like you, you you go off and have blood tests and they tell you but it's it, it that's quite unheard of. I just think it's a, it's a massive lack of education. Though, and I don't know if that's the same in the states, but certainly in Britain yeah, I'm 46 it, and I've never ever gone and done that unless I probably crazy. only I probably only would if I was worried about like as you said something pe- testing my PSA for you know I mean but yeah that's pe- I'm sure it's just that people don't know there'll be people out there that want to change and want to but they kind of feel like I, I don't know what to do or I don't know what I'm asking my doctor for what help I'm and I think that's probably where your business is kind of filling the need there isn't you know that pointing people yeah. in the right direction and then kind of just helping them through the process i think i think uh i think there is a little bit of an uphill battle in terms of the education um you know we we, we try to figure that out from a marketing uh piece i think it's just honest education and I I really try to encourage people to use it as a tool, not as like a reactive tool. Yeah. And if if you're getting your blood drawn because there's something that's really off, it's usually not a good sign. Just think about all the things that you could prevent before that actually happens. And I yeah. tell the story. I my 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 stepdad uh, was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer about a year ago. Um, sorry, man. Oh no, it's all good. I tell this story because you know the the tools that can come from a blood analysis are powerful. But we can tell when red blood cell counts are off, white blood cell counts are off. We would have picked up his cancer if he just would have went and you know got the blood test like I told him. And uh, you know, so it it can be for so many reasons. But to me, it's just the most honest baseline of what's going on in your body. And the reality is there, there's a small percentage of people who don't want to know because they're scared. But the, the, the reality check should be, if I get ahead of something, I can fix it a lot yeah. sooner than if I'm on my deathbed. Well, uh, exactly. It's be a hell of a lot scarier when you're, when you're staring down the barrel of trying to overcome a, a, you know, a life-threatening yep. disease. Um, yep. Yeah, no, it's been really interesting talking to you. Um, Joshua really has. Yeah. No, I love it, man. And, um, you know, dads, you know, I know that, I know that's a big focus of your podcast. Dads, dads have a lot of life to live. Um, you know, it's, it's not just about us. It's about our kids and being around when we're in our sixties and seventies and being able yeah. to mentally the energy there physically. To... Yeah, totally. And that's um, been, a, that's been a lot of my motivation. It, it has been, you know, I have a five-year-old. I'm I'm 41. I have a I have a two and a half year old. And you know, when when he's in his 30s, I'm going to be 70 years old. I yeah. know what type of 70 year old I want to be, and I got to start doing that work now to be able to do that. Yeah, there are guys I've trained with who are in their 60s, and you know, and that you know, there's a that one of our black belts is coming up to 60. He 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 smashes me every time. Okay. He is he is he is a bull. Yeah. Um, and he looks after, you know, he looks, and a lot of it is good nutrition, good sleep, some supplements and just, and as, as you said, I imagine once you do it first, you go and do the blood test and then you go, that was not difficult. That was no. not a mate. What was the drama? What was the problem? Yeah. No, I, I can't tell you. I, I would say 
maybe one out of 10 don't say that. Most of them go, I didn't even feel it, number one. And wow, how how powerful that knowledge is now. Yeah. And then and then it becomes in the mindset of like, okay, how often should I be doing this? Well, we think at least once a year, more than likely twice a year, uh, depending on your age. And if you're on therapies, probably three to four times a year. Yeah, that's good advice. I think I'm, you've inspired me. I'm going to go <laughs> put in a board on my doc. I really hope you got something from this podcast and if the content raised a question for you please put it in the comments below. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's now available on Amazon. If you've got a Gmail account and want like a completely free digital copy of the book just put your Gmail account in the comments below and I can send you the link. All I would ask for is that you give it an honest review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. I hope wherever you are in the world you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters. Helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, www.dadmindmatters.com.